Greetings and welcome to the Hope Recovery Podcast, hosted by Greg Schmalhofer. The Hope Recovery Podcast is published every Monday to help you be successful in recovery and to grow in your faith as well. Hello and welcome to the Hope Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schmalhofer, and this is episode number 26. So thank you all very much for joining me today. This episode today is going to be a little bit different. Today's episode will include portions of an interview that was done of me by Chris Hume of the Lancaster Patriot newspaper. And he did this interview after my first book was released. And it was that interview, actually, that exposed me to Anchor.fm, which is the podcast hosting site that I'm using for this podcast. And so it was that exposure that first even really got me thinking of the possibility of a podcast, of a recovery podcast. So what I've done is I've edited this original full interview, and I've broken it up into two parts. And so the first part will be today, and the next part will be next week. And this first part today includes more on just how important hope is in recovery. But the main message today that comes out in this interview is the importance of a spiritual experience with God. And that all happens because of the foundational principle of AA and NA, which is to bring God into the recovery conversation. This core principle, really, of AA and NA is such a key component to the 12 steps of recovery. And this simple but yet strategic principle has helped many, many people not only be successful in recovery, but also it has helped many people find peace and even joy because they have found God and have brought God into their lives. And that was able to happen to so many millions of people because AA and NA included God in the 12 steps and included the mention of God in an open and welcoming way, not only in their books, but in their fellowship in the 12 steps. And so in this interview today, I will share a little bit of my story and how I came to be involved in recovery ministry. And while it is not my full story, it does give more background as to how I started in recovery ministry and some of my thoughts and perspectives on recovery ministry. For me, I have tried to complement the 12 steps of recovery and to take the message and the conversation about God and point people to the loving God of the Bible. And as people seek to find God, God will indeed reveal himself to them. And that is when a spiritual experience with God will happen, leading to dramatically changed lives, not only for recovery, but for peace and joy in life. So before we join the interview in progress, Uh, Let me briefly mention, if you are interested in more faith-based recovery resources, please see the website www.hoperecovery.us for more faith-based recovery resources of all types.
And now we will join the interview in progress for part one as Chris Hume of the Lancaster Patriot Newspapers interviews me, your host of the Hope Recovery Podcast. And so here is part one. All right. Well, my name is Chris with the Lancaster Patriot. I'm here with Greg Schmalhofer. Greg, thanks for coming in. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Chris. So, Greg, you have a new book that is out, the Hope Recovery Devotional, yeah. and we want to talk about that book, and maybe we'll talk more about that book at the end of our conversation. Okay. We want to start out kind of just letting our listeners know what you're about, what got you into addiction recovery, and what's been your journey in this. Okay. I attended Grace Baptist Church. For many years, they have had a recovery ministry there called Discovery Recovery. And I was always very involved at church. And at one point, I moved away from sort of the deacon and committee type of involvement and went and just visited a Discovery Recovery Sunday school class. And from that point, that was probably about 15 years ago, from that point on, I've just loved recovery ministry, came to love the people there, and it just opened my eyes to uh, the need that's there. And so the Lord just kind of directed me there, and I've just been involved in recovery ministry ever since, starting with that first visit to a Sunday school class and just trying to help people in whatever way I could. And that eventually led to being teaching some Sunday school classes with the group or just encouraging them or being a mentor. And, uh, and then eventually led into being on staff as the director of Discover Recovery. So I was involved as a volunteer for many years. And then at a certain point in uh, 2014, I came on staff. And so Pastor Walt was the founder of the Discovery Recovery Ministry. And I came, was able to come alongside him and overlap my time with his. And then he eventually retired. And then uh, I was offered the, the position of director, which I gladly took. And so I was there for about five years in this position as director of Discovery Recovery. And Chris, for me, it was just a wonderful time. I loved ministry. I loved caring for the dear people of Discovery Recovery. And we've made Brenda and I, my wife, who very much was a partner in the ministry, just made so many dear friends. And despite the fact that we don't have a, a, an addiction history ourselves, God was, was still willing to use us to minister to people in recovery. And it's just been a time that, and a ministry that dramatically changed our lives as well. And so I was just so grateful for that opportunity. And still, even now that I've resigned from there since uh, 2019, I'm just, I, I love recovery ministry still and still attend two, two or three meetings a week in various places, t typically Discovery Recovery at Grace Baptist. And it's just um, something that I love to do. For me to be able to, to help people, you know, I'm just very grateful and humbled that the Lord somehow uses me in that way to help people. And it's just been such a blessing uh, for myself and Brenda. And we're just very, very grateful. Well, let's talk a little bit about Lancaster County yeah. and your experience with drug and alcohol addictions here. And okay. 
in your experience, you know, where are these people coming from? Are they church members? Are they coming from outside the church? Is it a combination of the two? And, and how have you seen, you know, the impact of addiction in Lancaster County? Okay. From our, from my involvement at Discovery Recovery, uh, when we were able to, before COVID, we were able to go into White Deer Run and have a more or less a general spirituality type class with uh, the men at White Deer Run. And we were able to present spiritual principles to them. And while we were there, we then certainly invited them to come and attend Discovery Recovery at the church. We had a, and still have a very good relationship with White Deer Run staff. And they will often bring their men to the Discovery Recovery meetings and church on Sunday. And so most of the people that come to Discovery Recovery and that I see in in recovery ministry come from some type of facility or not necessarily, typically not from the church family, although there are some that, that come and participate from the church family, some in recovery and some just come to support those that are there. And they also want to just come and come alongside individuals that are there in recovery. But most of the individuals that come and that I see are from a facility and looking to, to be successful in recovery and are, are looking to bring God into their life. Most of, them have, are, most of them are open to the idea of God or, as the AA and NA books say, a higher power. And so once they come to Discovery Recovery, or once I'm able to talk to them in whatever setting, I can freely share with them the truth of who the higher power really is. And it's the God of the Bible. It's the, the loving, caring, compassionate God of the Bible who is revealed to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so once, we, once I get them, in essence, away from the, the facility and they come to church or they come to one of our meetings, then I can freely share with them the, the truth of faith-based recovery. And most of them, Chris, that come are really eager to hear about God. Most of them are really eager to hear that there is hope, which was one of the reasons that I, I thought the, the title for the book, the Hope Recovery Devotional, There Is Always Hope With God, was so important because so many individuals are not sure with what they've done in the past if God will forgive them, if there's, in essence, hope for them. And the wonderful message that we have to share is that absolutely, God does want to forgive you. There is hope. And despite, despite your past, despite how terrible it may have been, your life can be dramatically different by putting your hope and your faith in God. And people are just so relieved to hear that message and to be assured that, that their future life can be different and that they can be successful in recovery. And so it is just such a joy for me to be able to share that message. And most people, Chris, are just so, so glad to hear that because they, they struggle forgiving themselves for what they've done. And they feel like, well, if they can't forgive themselves, you know, God's not going to forgive them. But we can tell them and, and refer them to Scripture that God is a loving, caring, compassionate God who absolutely wants to forgive them. 
And so most people are really open and eager to hear that message. And, and it's true. You well, know? Let's talk a little bit more about that message or the foundation for it, because you've mentioned several times just now the idea of forgiveness. Right. And the book talks about forgiveness. You're, right. you're the Hope Recovery devotional. It talks about sin. Yeah. And you've kind of alluded to this, but when you are dealing with people who have struggled with addiction, and mm -hmm. you have the experience in this, not me, but it would seem to me on my limited experience is that a lot of times when we're talking about drugs and alcohol, those people recognize, hey, what, what I'm doing, what I've been addicted to is wrong and it's right. destroying my life. And you look at our culture as a whole, and there are some things in our culture right now that the media or the government even wants to say, hey, this is, this is not bad, things that go against traditional right. biblical values. Right. Maybe to a degree that's happening with drug and alcohol, I'm not sure, but it mm -hmm. seems like that's a you know a group of people if we'll, if we will that that are, that have struggled with that seem to acknowledge mm -hmm. that hey this this, this is, is a, this is wrong this is wrong and this is a sin you want you want to speak on that or is sure. there a reason why you think that might be the case here is it is it the nature of the consequences are just much more visceral or what's going on there well f from from my experience a lot of people will start with drugs or alcohol in a recreational way. You know, they'll be social drinkers, they'll use drugs recreationally where it is not a problem yet. However, when they get to a certain point, they, they will cross over into becoming an addict. And once you cross the line and you become an alcoholic or you become an addict, everything's different. It is not, it is not easy to stop. You know, once you become an alcoholic or an addict, it is absolutely not easy to stop. That's one thing that I had to really come to understand and saw then, you know, firsthand. Once someone is in addiction, it is not easy to stop. They can absolutely realize, well, this is, this is bad. This is killing me. This, but it is not easy to stop. And so that's why I think it does need oftentimes counseling, therapy, uh, clinical, you know, help and guidance, but also not to the exclusion of spirituality, of bringing God into the picture. And that is, I think, an important component. And oftentimes, oftentimes in traditional rehab, if you will, the spiritual component is oftentimes either minimized or not even included. And that is, that is absolutely uh, critical, I think, to be, to be a p part of the solution. Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, those fellowships and their books, both speak to a spiritual experience with God. Now, they will typically stop there and refer to uh, God as a, your higher power, which... For me, that's, that's fine because that is an open and welcoming invitation that brings God into the conversation. For those books, those secular books, if you will, they bring God into the conversation. And so for like me and other recovery uh, pastors, we can just take that to the next step and we can clarify that. I believe absolutely seek to find God, seek to find your higher power, but I believe there's only one God to find. 
And if you genuinely seek to find God, you will find the loving God of the Bible revealed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the, the books of uh, AA and NA really are, I think, wonderful books. And I think they have demonstrated over the, the decades many, many millions of people are successful in recovery because of those books and because of the 12 steps of recovery. For me, and you know the, the Hope Recovery Devotional and for Discovery Recovery and other faith-based recovery ministries, we just, we just take that a step further and tell them who the, the true higher power really is. And most individuals are very receptive to that. And your, and your book obviously shares scripture, yeah. it is filled with Bible passages right. speaking about the message of forgiveness, the message of, of Christ. And before we kind of move on to dig yeah. into that a little bit more, I just kind of want to press that point because, yeah. you know, the, the books, you know, the, the AA or other approaches, yeah. maybe secular approaches, are going to be missing what some might call the final piece. Mm-hmm. I might say the foundational, overarching, right. the Lordship of Christ. Because when, you, when we talk about addiction to drugs and alcohol, I mean, it really does seem to be... A, a picture in some sense uh, of sin in general, that when you become addicted to sin, you know, you're a slave. Jesus said he who commits sin is a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about just a little more, you know, why it's essential that we go beyond just the basic steps because someone could maybe somehow overcome their drug addiction, their alcoholism without Christ. Mm-hmm. But what next? You know, what what's the ultimate what happens if, if they don't find Christ? You know, what's, what's the next step? Well, that's, that's a good question, Chris. And, you know, somebody, whether they're in addiction and in the, the sin of all the different types of sins then that the addictive lifestyle, you know, brings, they're, they're lost until they become, until they accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, as, uh, until they bring God into their life, until they yield to to God, they're, they are lost, but anybody without God is lost. And so, and they're lost no worse than somebody that's in addiction. And so the message that there is hope and that you can have success not only over in recovery, but you can have peace and joy in your life by bringing God into your life. That's a message that is absolutely appropriate for those in addiction, but it's appropriate for everybody. Exactly. And so, so many people are lost in sin of all different kinds. And the, the Hope Recovery devotional is appropriate for folks, certainly it's targeted for individuals in recovery, but it's appropriate for people with any kind of struggle of life and even for individuals that simply want to refresh their faith. Because if you've not brought God into your life, if you've never made that decision, then, then you're still you know, lost in your sin, whatever that sin might be. And so I think if someone doesn't have God in their life, they're still lost and they still need that truth of who the true God of the Bible is and who the true higher power is. A lot of times, individuals, pastors, and others will have difficulty with the, the God of uh, your higher power mm-hmm. and the God of your understanding. 
And for me, I don't have a difficulty with it because it's from AA and NA and they, they bring God into the conversation and they talk about a spiritual experience with God and being born again is a spiritual experience with God. It is just the way they present it is a very open and welcoming conversation, but it absolutely brings God into the, into the conversation. I'm sitting here kind of thinking of the Apostle Paul when he's on, he's at Mars Hill and he says, you have these inscriptions to the unknown right. God. And there were people, right. people that were trying to find the higher power. And yeah, Paul right. says, well, I'm going to tell you right. who that higher power is. So right. you're not saying, hey, it doesn't matter what God you worship. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right. that Christ is, is the Lord. Yeah, and that's a great passage. You know, it really is because he understood their... Um, desire to to find God and to worship God, and but they didn't know it was an unknown God. So he he was. You're right. He let me tell you who who God is, and in the book, and I I, I talk about uh, when Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." When Thomas asked him, you know, "We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way?" And to me, that is really Thomas asking, "Who is?" The, the true higher power, who is the true God. And Jesus says, I, you know, declares, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So really, you know, I've always viewed that passage as Jesus sort of answering the question of who is the true higher power. Because there, that's not ambiguous at all. That is Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. So, and people understand that and I think that resonates with them and and it's true and so you know that whole idea of a higher power I understand why AA and NA took that approach and to me that's fine it gives us the opportunity then to to bring God into the conversation and I think that's a wonderful thing but once they come to church or, you know, I'm able to speak with them uh, out, outside of that secular setting, you know, I'm happy to, to tell them who the true higher power is. And they usually uh, will not wait for me. They will usually ask questions to that effect. And that concludes part one of the interview by Chris Hume. Chris, I think, did a good job of helping to bring out some key principles of recovery. For you today, regardless of where you are at in recovery, whether it is one week, one month, one year, or many years, the message of hope is so important. The principle to bring God into the conversation is so important. And as you seek to find God, God will indeed reveal himself to you. I encourage you to bring God into your life. And he can help you be successful in recovery. And even beyond just success in recovery, God can dramatically change your life such that you can have, you can have peace and even joy in your life. And then you can help others to also be successful in recovery. And you can help others as you share what God has done in your life your recovery, and your faith 
and so you can share this wonderful gift with others. That's what I have for you today. Thank you very much for joining me, and remember, there is always hope with God. Take care, and God bless you all.